This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. Experience the empowering feeling of the Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Get $750 cash towards the lease of our 2024 NX350 all-wheel drive. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Call 1-800-USA-LEXUS for important lease cash offer and pricing details. Restrictions apply. Not all customers will qualify. Offer available in the Lexus Eastern area and April 1st, 2024. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, founder of BricktownBuckets.com, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. That is at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L-O Thunderpod. Email the show. LOTHUNDERPOD at gmail.com. Call into the show, 405-362-7128. On today's show, we're going to talk about the Oklahoma City Thunder getting a thrilling win over the Phoenix Suns. In this game, Al Horford returned from the birth of his child. George Hill remains sidelined with a thumb injury. We'll see how that goes. He's day-to-day right now, so he could be back Friday. He might not be back Friday. Uh, Ty Jerome is still out with the ankle injury. Josh Hall is still out with health and safety protocols. In this game, the Suns were missing Devin Booker, they were missing Dario Saric, and they were missing Damian Jones. The Thunder are currently flying back to Oklahoma City as of the time of recording this podcast, so uh, they'll be back in Oklahoma City, and we'll get an update on Ty Jerome as the team prepares for Friday's game in Chesapeake Energy Arena. If you didn't know that Ty Jerome was back in Oklahoma City rehabbing that injury, so we'll get an updated timeline the best we can uh, later on this week. But for this game, the Thunder were on a five-game road trip, their second five-game road trip in this month alone. That is incredibly hard to deal with, being away from your family for five games, having off days in between, and playing in the midst of a pandemic and not getting to leave your hotel. I mean, the protocols now are stricter than the first time this team went on a five-game trip. And so you you look at this, right, and all that it's set up for, you don't have George Hale, one of your key veterans, and this is getaway day. The flight leaves after the game, and then in the first quarter, the Thunder gets slapped in the face and go down 17 points. They were sloppy with the basketball, had six turnovers in the first quarter, had nine turnovers in the first half. And so nobody could have blamed the Oklahoma City Thunder if they took getaway day after a thrilling win against Portland. If they took getaway day, realized that the game started out against them, did not play the full 48 minutes and went through a turn home and kind of reset back at home. But instead, this Thunder team, like Usain Bolt, always has a run in them. Not only did they battle back to take the lead in that 17-point deficit, but the Suns regained the lead, punched them in the mouth again to start the third quarter, and the Thunder yet again through a haymaker of their own came back to win the game in the fourth. So when you put it into perspective of what the Thunder were dealing with themselves, then it becomes easier and easier to realize how big of a win this game was and how great these last two games have been for Oklahoma City, even as the Portland Trailblazers were without 
CJ McCollum and Yusuf Nurkic and Rocco and the Suns are without Devin Booker, one of the best scorers in this game. All of that aside, still the Thunder got impressive wins. Now, do they still get those wins if they don't catch those quote unquote breaks where you know these stars are hurt as you're playing the team? Who knows? That's 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 just a fantasy world. But what actually happened is that this team took care of business and re- and responded in a nice manner after all those obstacles were placed at their feet today. And Al Horford looked sharp in this game. His first game back since the birth of his kid. He hit the 12,000 career point mark in this one. He had 11 points in the first half, four rebounds in the first half, and two steals in the first half. And that was just the beginning for Al Horford. He was phenomenal from beyond the arc, starting out three for three and finishing five for five. This weekend, you saw George Hill's best game as a member of the Thunder. Tonight, you saw Al Horford's best game as a member of the Thunder. In totality, he plays 29 minutes. He goes 8 for 12 from the field. Again, 5 for 5 from beyond the arc. Gets you 11 rebounds, 2 assists, 3 steals, and a block on that defensive end. He also gets 21 points, tying the team high in this contest with, of course, SGA. And when you consider that Al Horford has not played NBA action at his age this entire road trip, and he's been out a substantial amount of time, and to still be prepared, and to still go out there and give you the best game we've seen from Al Horford in a Thunder uniform is a big deal to me, because I think that that just goes right into the leadership aspect of it, the veteran aspect of it, and what he can bring for this young Thunder squad. Last year, it was CP3 that was just such a great mentor and really helped grow the games of Lou Dort and SGA and Darius Basley. This year, while it might not end up with the same win total last year's team did, but Al Horford and George Hale have been great professionals, great veterans, and they've done a really good job helping this Thunder squad out. And it just goes back to the professionalism of Look, I know I was at home with my family after the birth of a child, but I didn't let that stop me from continuing to work, continuing to practice. He mentions after the game that he was having workouts at the gym and in the weight room all throughout the last week, even while he was home with his family. And Mark Dagnott talks a lot about professional habits and wanting to instill professional habits in young guys like SGA, like Poku, Maldon, all the guys. Seeing a veteran like Al Horford and a veteran like George Hill put in the work that they have this season, put in the the time and the effort and the energy into this organization that they have put in this year, while being veterans who have accomplished a lot in this league, veterans who understand that this is not their last stop, they're not going to be the ones to see this rebuild through. In, that, in all intents and purposes, especially for George Hill, the expiration date on their time in Oklahoma City is March. Now, for Al Horford, it extends to the offseason. But for George Hill, everyone should expect him to be traded in March, just as Gallinari was, although the Heat did not make him the extension offer and that trade fell through. But to put in the time, effort, and work that they have is a big deal for this organization and a tribute to them. And Al Horford put that on full display. I found it interesting what he said after the game. He mentions that that he was itching to get back because uh, Joe Mazzato of the Oklahoman asked him what we were all thinking. Look, it was assumed that Al Horford would be out for the remainder of the road trip. He'll just reconvene with the team, reconnect with them in Oklahoma City. He'll play Friday, and away we go back on track for the season. But Al Horford made a point to get back with this team to not leave the, the testing protocol. He got tested every single day, and so that allowed him to rejoin the team and immediately play. 
He rejoins the team and wants to come back for this road trip to end the road trip out. He wants to be with the guys. He wants to help them in what was a big win to cap off the road trip. Now you cap off a road trip with two straight wins and you have some momentum heading back home to take on Brooklyn in a tough half of your schedule. That's very important leadership from Al Horford and it needs to be praised because I know that his game is not sexy, right? He's not going to have the amazing highlight plays for most people, but what he's doing is truly admirable, especially when you consider his career and you look at how much he's accomplished as an NBA player, that nobody would fault Al Horford if he decided he wanted to take this year, get his work in on the floor, put up numbers and prove to NBA teams he can still play and then go to his next landing spot. But he's not only doing that. He's not only showing teams he can still play, but he's helping the Thunder grow their young core in the process. It's a big deal. It deserves a hat tip. But again, in this game, the Thunder got down 17 points. They come roaring back with a 24-4 run. The Thunder allowed the fewest points in the second quarter. They allowed 10 points. Than any other quarter they've played so far this year, they were that good and the Suns were that ice cold. Uh, Darius Baisley had a very tough and one to tie it up. And then eventually they propelled that run to take the lead uh, prior to halftime. I like the emotion Darius Baisley was showing on the floor tonight. We'll talk about that more and him more coming up. But remember, while you're basking in the glory of this win and a couple nice, thrilling, fun wins, remember against Portland and against the Suns, the Thunder did not have George Hill. And having George Hill puts Tail Maldon back on the second unit. This is not a knock against Tail Maldon. It's actually a high praise of him because that second unit really needs that stability. It really needs that scoring option and that facilitator. And George Hill going back in the lineup and getting active helps this team overall in terms of being a good, balanced, and competitive team. Because the bench unit at times were running just crazy lineups. So you have to give props to Mark Day not for even trying a lineup like this. This was his bench unit in the fourth quarter that helped you win this game. The bench unit that weirdly was the, the glue to hold everything together was Hamadou Diallo, Alexei Pukashevsky, Kendrick Williams, Mike Muscala, and Al Horford. That was the lineup that helped you glue everything together and just hold on with dear life until SGA and company could return back to the game down two points. I was shocked whenever Mark tried that. I was shocked when it worked. And adding George Hill back to the starting group bumps down Teo, and he really helps take that bench unit to the next level. I'm excited to see what can happen there. I am also excited for you to see what rockauto.com can do for you because rockauto.com is a family-owned business serving you auto parts online for 20 years. That's right. 20 years ago, you probably couldn't work the internet properly. When your rotary phone was ringing off the hook, it would just shut down your entire internet and you wouldn't know what to do. But you could have been going to rockauto.com and finding all the parts your car would ever need. My favorite part about rockauto.com is I know nothing literally nothing about vehicles. That sounds strange. How do I love an auto part website when I know nothing about cars? It's because I don't have to know anything about cars. I can go to their website. I can put my make, my model, my year into their database, and they're only going to show me car parts that are compatible with my vehicle. That way I'm not wasting money on parts I can't use, parts I don't need, and just all that stuff is taken out of my hands, which it should be, by rockauto.com. So go to rockauto.com, tell them Locked On sent you in the How Did You Hear About Us box, and they'll know what to do from there. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com.
I am covering everything you need to know about the Oklahoma City Thunder on the Locked On Thunder podcast. But what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowitz, and it's all the sport news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcast from. Seriously, it is a fantastic show because for me, during the NBA season, I just get so bogged down with this NBA world, this NBA bubble, if you will. And I just get so entrenched in what the NBA is doing that I forget to check up on the NFL or the NHL or, or baseball or college hoops or college football. And that's why Locked On Today is so great for me to check out every single morning so I feel comfortable and knowledgeable about everything and not just the NBA. Subscribe right now wherever you get your podcast from, from Locked On Today. I want to dive now into this Thunder game more with the young core. I want this second segment to be about this young core because in this game, Darius Baisley was showing a ton of emotion. And you could tell how badly he wanted to get back on track. You could tell how much it means to him to try to build off that Portland game. And in this game, while the stat sheet will not show it, the 10 points won't show it, the 30% shooting will not show it. The one for eight from beyond New York especially will not show it, especially whenever you watch those eight shots and most of them were just wide open and he just could not get the ball to fall. But eventually, those shots will fall. I just, I have confidence that eventually he'll be on track offensively because he's not pressing, he's not doing anything that's just irreversible. All that's happening is the fact that he isn't seeing the ball go in, right? It's the same thing with Boku. Like, eventually... It'll all work out. It'll all level out. I'm not concerned for the 10 points and the percentages just yet. Uh, it's still a long ways away from, from hitting the panic button on Baisley's offense, but he did have moments of offensive outbursts that really helped this team. Now, what was important about this game is once again, Baisley's underrated rebounding ability. He got seven rebounds in this game, and they all ended Phoenix possessions. And now Horford made a point to praise that aspect of it, that the Thunder were getting stops, and they've gotten stops before. But the difference in this game than other games that they've played this year is that Darius Baisley or somebody was there to end that possession. And most of the time, it was Darius Baisley down the stretch where he was just getting the rebound and ending that possession. And it's so important and crucial to point out this game because there have been games in the past where the Thunder play great defense for 24 seconds. There's a bad shot thrown up there. It misses, but they get out-rebounded. There's a second-chance opportunity, and that great defense for 24 seconds was undone by a simple rebound and putback. And to end those possessions are critical. And Baisley did that to the fullest extent tonight, and you've got to give him props for contributing to this win. He's playing really good defense without fouling, only one foul and only one turnover on the offensive end. I understand the want to panic about Darius Baisley. I do. It feels like it's been a, a long time, right? It feels like this season started ages ago and we can just leap to a ton of conclusions. But when you go big picture and you scope out, we are just barely scratching the surface of this year. And my concern level would be raised if Baisley was not doing other things, but he is doing other things. He's contributing in other ways. And so because of that, because he's still mentally prepared and mentally there and he is shooting those shots and he's getting open looks and he's getting to his spots because he's doing all of that. I feel confident that eventually as he continues to get open shots and get to his spots that they will fall because he's a talented basketball player. 
But surely my confidence in his game is elevated by the fact he is helping this team in other ways. We will need to start having the conversation about Baisley's offensive regression at the midway point. But right now, it's just too early. Now, you should monitor it, keep an eye on it, wait for that breakout to come that I keep promising you. But in terms of making these huge sweeping assumptions or conclusions, let's just hold off a second. I know it's appealing. I know it's enticing. I know there's people right now in my mentions saying that Poku should start over Baisley. Look, I love everybody that takes the time out of their day to interact with me in the show, but Poku should not be starting right now over Darius Baisley. Let's just, let's just take a breath with Baisley. I don't think it's time to absolutely crucify the guy just yet. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens offensively as the season goes on. But Lou Dort once again had a phenomenal game. And there's so many aspects and avenues to go down for Lou Dort this game. My first takeaway is just watching him run through screens. It was apparent, especially at the end of the game, where he drew like five different, what felt like five different illegal screen fouls. But just in general, the fact that Lou Dort is able to just constantly, constantly, constantly run into screens, run over screens, get through screens take the brunt of a screen. I mean, he got wiped out twice in one possession. It is hard to wipe out a guy like Lou Dort. Like, imagine how hard you have to screen somebody for Lou Dort to stumble backwards and even fall down on one of those screens. He's 6'3", 215 pounds. What he is putting himself through each and every night to play that elite level defense and to get screened two, three times a possession for every single possession of the basketball game and to play 30 minutes is incredible. Not only does he continue to show up each night, though, he continues to perform each night, which is a big deal. He got the block in this game, which was the best block in basketball. To me, the best block in basketball is blocking a jump shot, and he did it tonight. He did get into foul trouble this game, but that's going to happen whenever you play a crafty guard like Chris Paul. And Chris Paul still got his 32 points, 5 assists, 5 rebounds. But the Suns, you have to give credit to Monty Williams and the Suns for putting together this offense that did a really good job of taking away Lou Dort the best you can. Now, Lou Dort is a defensive menace. Lou Dort is going to combat any adjustment you make and still make an impact on the defensive side of the floor. However, that impact was less in this game than it has been in previous games due to the amount of motion ball movement and screens the Suns set in this one double screens even triple screens like they were doing everything to avoid Lou Dort at all costs and it worked by freeing up their lead guard in this game but also their only true scorer in this game the only the only true playmaker in this game sure Michael Bridges and Cameron Johnson and Jay Crowder especially tonight uh, are really good shooters and, and, and can score the basketball but they cannot create and the only creator they had was Chris Paul and they did a good job of keeping Lou Dort away from Chris Paul in this one but yeah Jay Crowder was good still in this game uh, Cameron Johnson had a little spurts in this game had a couple triples but when this game got into the clutch Chris Paul had some uncharacteristic turnovers. He had the missed air ball uh, on the three-point shot to tie it up. You could see Chris Paul's emotion uh, playing his old team and, and these youngsters who I'm sure he really wanted to beat just because like, it just feels like the, the, the students are, are beating the teacher at this point. But I want to give a huge hat tip to Kenrich Williams, who not only played good defense against Chris Paul, but started talking crap to Chris Paul, one of the best players to ever play this game. 
Little Kenrich Williams is going to run his mouth to Chris Paul and then play phenomenal defense against Chris Paul and back it up. And you could tell it frustrated the heck out of Chris Paul because on one uh, inbound play, the, the ball's inbounded and Chris Paul just shoves the crap out of Kenrich Williams. It doesn't get called. It's a crafty veteran move to do it whenever the officials aren't going to call it and aren't, and aren't looking and aren't expecting it in that moment. But to see Kenrich Williams play phenomenal defense against Chris Paul was awesome because Chris Paul is one of the most crafty scorers we've ever seen play this game. And he is he is just awesome at picking apart defenses. And Poker did a good job on him. But, but Williams did a phenomenal job because the only possession I truly remember where a possession starts and Williams is on Chris Paul, that Chris Paul scored was when the Suns double screen Kendrick Williams and Chris Paul went to the opposite side of the floor. That's not really scoring on Williams. I mean, that's just a way around him. When those two guys were going back and forth, especially at the end of the third quarter, the possession at the final buzzer of the third quarter is where Williams just shut down any sort of momentum Chris Paul was making towards the basket and just shut down that mid-range shot attempt. And that's where he started getting confident. That's where he starts chirping at Chris Paul. And I love that mentality from Kenny Hustle. Just not afraid, not afraid of anything. Just going to run his mouth to whoever he damn well pleases after he shuts you down. That's the kind of, that's the kind of confidence and swagger you have to have to, to be a, a great defender in this league, but also a good bench player. In this league, you have to rise to any occasion possible at any given moment. Who would have thought entering the year that Kenny Hustle would be somebody who was a key cog in defending Chris Paul and getting you a win against the Suns? I would have never projected that. But if you're really good at projecting things, you can go project who will win the Super Bowl, who will win any NBA game, college hoops, prop bets, future bets, all that fun stuff over at betonline.ag. There's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust, and that is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag. Use promo code LOCKEDON and you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Seriously, you can bet on any game you want to, NBA, NFL, college hoops, NHL, whatever you can think of, you can bet on. As you know, I'll have the results of the bet of the day for tonight's game. How did I fare in this Thunder Suns contest? We bet on every single Thunder game and keep track of it all year long. It's a ton of fun. So head on over to betonline.ag and you can get in on the action. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on that action by going to betonline.ag and using promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportbook experts. I want to tell you about our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a phenomenal protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to builtbar.com, use promo code locked on, get 20% off your next order. They are great for pre-workout, post-workout, or even as a meal replacement. They're just that filling. They are just phenomenal uh, snacks for you. They are great. They have six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Of those six new flavors, I love the cookies and cream built bar. It is just the best thing on the market right now. The built bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, soft and easy to chew. And they're great for the health-conscious person to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. Try them out today, especially 
that cookies and cream built bar. I just love the convenience of them too. Just while we're all working from home, just walk over your pantry, grab a built bar, come back to your desk and continue on working. You don't have to worry about heating anything up or preparing anything. You're just good to go. So to get good to go, go to builtbar.com. Use promo code locked on and get 20% off your next order. Promo code locked on, 20% off your next order at builtbar.com. We are back on the Lockdown Thunder podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. On the Rejecting the Screen podcast, hosts Adam Stanko and Noah Kozlo are honoring Kobe's life and career with a two-part special this week. Part two is up today with more stories about Kobe's intense competitive drive, his feud with Shaquille O'Neal, and the love he had for his teammates. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcast from. A couple of days ago, we played a nine-minute excerpt of uh, their part one, and it's just a well-done series and really helped me get through uh, this week as everyone's doing their Kobe tributes and things like that, hearing those stories, uh, remembering all, all the times of his career were, were just awesome from the Rejecting the Screen podcast. Check them out anywhere you get your podcast from. So I want to dive more into SGA now because I think that this is a great time to start the the SGA All-Star campaign. All-Star voting starts at 11 a.m. Thunder time today. And SGA going up against his former mentor has an All-Star level game. In this contest, he goes for 21 points, seven rebounds, eight assists, two steals, and two blocks, and outduels Chris Paul in the clutch. Chris Paul misses a wide open three, airballing it with five seconds left that would have tied the game. Chris Paul also had the uncharacteristic turnovers, including throwing the ball right to SGA at one point as if they were still teammates. He had those four turnovers. Uh, SGA only had four himself, and SGA. Nails four for four clutch free throws to make it not only the three-point game with the first two, but a five-point game with the second pair to ice the contest, which is something SGA had struggled with coming into the game. Uh, He does not struggle with it here. Goes four for four clutch free throws to win this game for Oklahoma City and out clutch Clutch Paul, who he learned from a year ago. SGA is playing at a phenomenal level, and I know it's an individual award. I know that it's an individual honor that should only take into account the growth of a player, because even when you're doing that, you should still uh, love what SGA is doing. SGA has made such a phenomenal leap. He's been so efficient. He's been a great lead guard, and he's answered questions that many people had for him of if he can be a true point guard. Can he be a facilitator? SGA's Assist number should be through the roof. He just finds open teammates at will. The behind-the-back pass today to Tao Maldon was phenomenal. It literally made me drop my jaw while I'm watching the play unfold on Fox Sports Oklahoma. He has played great. If he had more reliable shooters around him, the assist total would be up there. He's getting great rebounds. He's pouring in points while being efficient, while getting to the line. And I know it's about individuals, but whenever you factor in that this team two months ago was supposed to be the worst team in basketball. And here we sit early on with a Thunder at about 500. I mean, I know that they're not technically there yet, but they're 8-9. and nine. They're right there to the 500 level, and it's all been thanks to Shea. This has not been a an 8-9 and nine record where it's due to the fact that Al Horford has been playing phenomenal or George Hill has been playing phenomenal. Those two guys have been good contributors, but they have not been leading your team. The leader of this team has been SGA. You know, Al Horford had a really great game tonight. 
And you don't win this game without Al Horford. But still, that's one game. George Hill was phenomenal the other night, but it wasn't a loss. And he was really good against the Hornets. But even in that Hornets game, it was still SGA taking the final shot. It was still SGA bearing the buzzer beater. What he has done this year is so impressive. This weekend, you can go back and listen to it. We ran through the numbers, and we we tried to rank him amongst Trey Young and Colin Sexton and John Morant. And that was a really fun podcast on Saturday. But I, I do want to start the SGA All-Star campaign. I do think he, he deserves to be there, especially when you put his season into context. So let's not allow the Thunder All-Star streak to end. Let's vote in SGA to the All-Star game today. Let me know what you think on Twitter. Is SGA an All-Star? Tweet at me at Rylan underscore Styles. Uh, I want to talk more about Hoku and Tail Maldon uh, tomorrow because we, we're running out of time here to do it tonight. So let's head into the MVP of this game. It's SGA because of that aggressiveness. He, he takes 18 shots in this game, seven three-pointers. He goes seven for nine at the line, including four for four in the clutch, which is very important, something he struggled with all year long. So that was a good turnaround for him. Brings down the seven rebounds, dishes out the eight assists, which should have been much more. He should have easily cleared 10 assists in this contest, but he did not have his teammates knock down those shots. He got the two steals. He got the two blocks. was really active defensively and only had the four turnovers, even as it's still early in the season. And he's still learning that point guard position. He had the, the tie for team high 21 points with Al Horford in this one. SGA was great in this one. And he is the MVP. Now the bet of the game outcome, I had Oklahoma city plus seven and a half. And that was obviously a big winner as Oklahoma city uh, wins this game outright had Lou Dort in the Moneyball contest and he barely lost Lou Dort barely lost the Moneyball for me because he hit four threes but Al Horford hit five threes the mock headline for this game is the future is now SGA leads Thunder and win over Suns this is Locked on Thunder the only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder we will be back tomorrow to talk more about this game including praising Diallo, Poku, Maldon. We will also preview tomorrow night's Nets game, and we're going to have another episode of Stock Watch Friday, buying and selling stock around the NBA. I promise we will not buy any GameStop stock tomorrow. I am Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Follow the show on Twitter at L-O-Thunderpod. We'll see you tomorrow. Be good and be good to one another.